I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is, is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. in the new year courtney and joe we are doing army wives season episode two (laughs) we're a little rusty um season 405 i don't know how this got seven seasons this was hot garbage do you know that this at the time when it was canceled was lifetime's longest running series of course i think dance moms has probably beat that out now but like what it just What's I think it went on, you know, as long as the Iraq war. <laughs> I don't know. Felt like it. Like, I just didn't appreciate it. And I have a lot to say at the end. There's a few things I want to cover, but it was just felt unnecessary for there to be seven seasons of this. I don't even know why there were seven episodes of this. Yeah. Well, See, the first one we agreed, like, wasn't that bad. Right. Then, and it... Just the tracks had come off. Yes, the tracks, well, there's a lot of things, okay, a couple of things. What I have put together, this was canceled somewhat unexpectedly, so not all the storylines were tied up, though I didn't give a rat's ass about these storylines. I don't think they were tied up for the most part. I don't know. But again, here we're feeling unsatisfied because of piss poor planning, because honestly, on the part of the network, because if they had let them know mid season, these people could have done like a little massaging for the end here. But I hate this kind of, okay. I lied. I'm not going to talk about it at the end. I'm going to talk about it right fucking now because I hate this shit, which is, Here's an example of a show that simply doesn't know when to end. So my favorite shows aren't the ones that go on for, you know, two decades time and circle the drain for five years. They're the ones who know when to like call it a day and kind of like quit grabbing at the cash cow. You know what I mean? I like limited series for that reason. Right. And like, even if you look at Shit's Creek, when Shit's Creek just got super popular was when they were headed towards their last season. And they're like, well, we already planned it out. Like they were getting super popular. They were exploding. Like it would have been easy for them to be like, okay, we're going to do three more seasons, but they didn't like, they did it because of the integrity of the series. And they wrapped in a proper way that was good for like storytelling and character development. But like here with army rives, they're swapping out characters that end just to try to like, push it along a little further and then saying they didn't know they were going to get canceled. That means they wanted to do a season eight with these fucking dots. Like, I, I don't, That's what is very that? Weird. Very weird that you just mentioned that this was not planned. It felt very much planned. <laughs> yes. Didn't it? I was like, well, you're losing your two best, arguably your two strongest characters. Roxy your other two strongest characters finally kissed for the first time. It felt very much like you were just tying a, a bow on top. Yeah, it was so shitty because, like, they they did this thing where if you look at, um like, if you go on Wikipedia and you look at the chart of, like, the actors and their characters and, like, what seasons they were in, most of the main characters, especially the ones that we liked and we met in the beginning, stayed on through five and six. So, like, why? Why do you have to keep, like, pushing it and pushing it until, like, we have to take all these random people that we literally don't give a shit about and try to make them all friends? Like, Denise is conservatively 47 years old, and she's friends (laughs) with (laughs) Haley or Hannah or whatever her name was, who might be 24 years old. Like, it does, it's, no, it doesn't mesh. Like, 
it makes no sense. And like Gloria and Hector, Tim and Holly, Holly, that was her name. We don't give a shit about them because we haven't had enough time to. And I'm not talking you and I. I'm talking these are people who were added the last season and a half. So no one gives a shit about them. Like, I just, I can't understand why you can't just know, get while the getting's good. Like, you already pushed out, they killed off Claudia Joy, okay? Kim Delaney, who is- Which one's called Claudia Joy? Kim Delaney. She was the one who, um, in the beginning, had the tea party and kind of brought everybody together. Oh. At the time, about- Kim Delaney was probably the biggest name on this show. What, what about my girl? What about, oh, shoot. Oh, Roxy. So, Roxy- uh, moved away pam moved away claudia joy they killed off and it's all because hello they weren't gonna finish the series out and it's like well couldn't you <laughs> wasn't that the time to like make it final what they ended up having to do because allegedly like i say they didn't know that it was going to end was they did this retrospective called army wives a final salute where the cast came and kind of gave their farewells and they you know they went back and like looked at their favorite stuff you know this like two hour special type of reunion type thing um and they all did it so it wouldn't be such a disappointing ending and it was all the original cast and it was like i just don't care for i think i finally have figured out why you and i aren't liking a lot of finales when they do this kind of thing and we literally can't recognize anybody because it's ridiculous like if you if your premise is set around okay here's five or six people that it's set around like they do with Grey's Anatomy right this is why I couldn't watch Grey's anymore it's like oh cool Grey's is going on for 405 seasons but I only recognize one person now like that's ridiculous to me True. even shows like I'll give you a good example like Oz or like Orange is the New Black are both set in a prison system so it's easy to be like all right we can swap you know people in and out people are leaving prison people are coming in even on those shows you still had this main core characters where if you watch episode one and the finale you feel kind of like pretty good you've seen these people before here not only have we barely seen any of these Denise who is the one that we've actually seen had so much fucking plastic surgery between the seasons that it was like (laughs) is it even her You got a brand new face. Yeah, what she happened? Had a brand new you want to know face. what they did do that I thought was very pleasant to spice up the show? They found early two thousands, maybe late nineties um, artists to oh, to bring on. We got a Shanti, Jesse McCartney. McCartney. I don't did, want another pretty show. face. I don't want just any neck to hold. I don't want my love to go to waste. I want you and your beautiful soul. Like I thought that was you kind missed of my neck to hold. Oh, is that not the lyric? Part of it. This is not the lyric because he choked out some girl in the middle of the show. Oh, the that's, of the show. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I was kind of pumped when I was like, okay, because they do those. Um, Did you watch it where they kind of do um in the beginning, they showed what happened last few episodes? Yeah, that's what I watched. I was very appreciative of Jesse McCartney's fat face phase that he had going on in this. Yes. I like desperately yes. appreciate a little normalism out of him. Yes. I agree. I, he looked, he kind of looked the part. He didn't look like pretty, which I thought I appreciated too. And like, I really kind of was into it when they first were doing those like little, you know, where they tell you what happened a couple episodes ago. Cause I was like, Oh, Brooke Shields is here. She's a recognizable person. Oh, there's a Shanti. Oh, there's Jesse McCartney. Like, all right, I'm feeling this. Then like everything fell apart. Everything fucking fell apart all right. for me. I'm going to get into characters. So we'll get this, get this train rolling. So we can start absolutely tearing this thing down 
Uh, the first one I brought up is Kelly Williams. She plays Jackie. She was in a show called Lie to Me, which is fantastic. Um, it was cut way too short and also it's based off a really good book. Uh, she was also in The Practice. During the second season of The Practice, Kelly became pregnant with her first child. The pregnancy was not written into this show. Um, so the writers gave her character the job of redecorating the law office, easily hiding her expanding belly behind tables and paintings. By the time the fifth season came around, uh, Kelly Williams became pregnant once again. But this time, uh, Lindsay, her character, was newly married to a senior partner, Bobby. And the writers were able to fit that into the storyline. Oh, OK. OK. That's interesting. Catherine Fugate, who is a writer, um, she's actually the niece of I Dream of Jeannie's Barbara Eden. She was elected to the Board of Directors of the Writers Guild of America uh, West for four consecutive terms. Uh, She worked with First Lady Michelle Obama on the Joining Forces campaign, writing and producing PSAs to shine light on sacrifices of military families. And actually, the film Carolina is loosely based off her life with Julia Stiles uh, playing her. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, last one I'll talk about is Mark Gordon. He's the executive producer. Um, he's actually known for some pretty cool uh, films, including Save a Private Ryan, Speed, The Day After Tomorrow, The Patriot, Steve Jobs. Uh, he also worked on Grey's Anatomy, Criminal Minds, and Ray Donovan. Okay. Uh, in addition, he served as president of the Producers Guild of America from 2010 to 2014. When you mention a couple of those, I can see that kind of like intermixed in here, but I think you probably had to like put that lifetime gloss over it, which is what we aren't digging. I think they just asked him what he thought and then just fucked it all up. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, you want to know what? He's stupid. <laughs> Listen I, don't, to me, Barbara. I don't understand. And I know we talked about this in the first episode a little bit. Do you think this is bad acting or bad writing? Both. To me, this set of characters didn't know how to act in comparison to our OG army wives. I felt like they were using uh, cue cards. Yes. Oh, please, please. I know we're going to get to her, but Gloria and the put on of an accent because I almost shut it off, Joe. Oh and I, I'm just going to read my notes as I wrote oh, them when it comes to Gloria. In her fucking accent. Joe, I almost shut it off. I was like, I can't, I can't take it. It sounded like when I was, I was um, in Bye Bye Birdie twice, once in high school and once in college, and I got the same part, and her name was Gloria. And when I was in high school, and she was this really, have you ever seen Bye Bye Birdie? No, but my wife's family loves it, and I have to watch it because I love Elvis, too, and it's based off of Elvis's life. I don't actually know that Gloria is in the movie version, because I've only ever done, like, the stage show, but... The, the character of Gloria is this really like ditzy girl who comes along and does like a tap dance and like six inch heels and like all this wild shit. And when I was in high school, I was like, oh, can I just like put on an accent? And they're like, sure, you got the part already. And I talked like that. And I thought like, oh, I'm Gloria and this is going to be great. I'll talk like this. And that is how Gloria in this show talked. And I was like, I was putting that on for a high school production and doing a better job than this gal on a fucking paid lifetime show. It was terrible. Terrible. All right. Live view. All right. So uh, it starts off with kind of the flashback of Tim choking out his wife, Holly, in the middle of the night. 
Uh, he has no <laughs> recollection of it when he wakes up. Uh, Holly tries to navigate through her day with gigantic bruise on her neck, like a really <laughs> big bruise on her neck, like disturbingly big bruise on her neck. It and wears like an elephant stepped on of, her neck. Yeah, like, it was... total, like fancy scarves and other ex- sort of accessories to hide it. What? <laughs> My question is, why didn't she tell him? First thing in the morning, he's pouring out some OJ. Like, he didn't just choke her ass out the night before. And she's just sitting there like, good morning. Like, why well, wouldn't you tell I, him? He was down on Dream Street. And, um, it was on Nightmareville, but sure. <laughs> Dream Street's the name of the first band he was in. Oh. <laughs> Another one over your head. Come on, Courtney. Keep up with the life. Like, you obviously know a little bit more about Justin McCartney than I do. My God! <laughs> How did you not get that? Jesus! I, don't, I, we, don't I apologize, know. everyone, for <sighs> for Courtney's ignorance about one of the cornerstones of American pop history. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think she was too scared. Like she didn't know if he was awake during it. Well, it's not like he did it intentionally. It's not like she's a battered wife, and I'm not making an excuse for what happened, obviously. But it wasn't like he hauled off. And cuffed her one like he was clearly asleep. Yeah, he just fell asleep like more. Yeah, like, so it wasn't right like in the morning. Why wouldn't she be like, or at that moment, like shake his ass and be like, "What just happened here?" Well, that kind of that's the overarching story that goes throughout this episode. Next, we cut to Gloria, who's torn between Hector and Patrick. Uh, <laughs> Those two fucking charming young men. So Hector catches Patrick in the bar talking to her. Hector confronts him and he kind of puts Gloria in a bad position because he's like, oh, well, he's going to paratrooper school. He didn't tell you and all this stuff. And Hector like tries to put Patrick down. And Patrick's um, like, I talked to her for three and a half minutes for the first time in days. Like it wasn't like I led with that. Like it was weird. Well, he was also like, Hector was like, are you guys seeing each other? He's like, yeah. That was fucking strange, too. And Hector, come to find out, wasn't just her boyfriend. It was her ex-husband. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, they say, like, it's such a one-off line about them being married. I don't even know if you would catch it. Well, kind of that conversation leads um, Gloria, who's clearly reading off cue cards, into a pouty face that she carries for 20 minutes, followed by a video recap of her failed relationships while walking around doing a 90s montage of her, like, on a pier thinking. Yes. And, like, walking and thinking. I call this her, like, cold shoulder shoulder montage because it was all, like, her with the two men and every fucking, she was either, like, had a revealing shirt on or like a cold shoulder like top. And it was fucking repulsive. We were, I mean, how far into this episode were we when we got literally a two minute montage about somebody I don't give a rat's ass about? Like, I think we were 15, 12 minutes into this fucking thing. And it was so unnecessary. It's like, we already knew she was deciding between these two dorks. And now we got to fucking watch some cheesy montage. It was horrible, Joe. so unsettling. It was to watch. It was, I wrote it as jarring because all of a sudden it just like took me out of it. Not that I was into this. Believe I me. wrote dot dot dot. I want to puke. I hate this. It's horrible. And like, <laughs> did you notice in the montage? Like Hector was like, you know, like, ooh, like, ooh, ooh, la la. And then fucking Pat, every time it was his montage, he was either in like a Christmas sweater or like a button up to his chin. It, I'm like, what are you 
very difference of a corny white guy. I just can't. I could try to hammer that home. That. It was it was very out of place. And then you know what was also wrong about it was like this weird like emotional hip hop song that accompanied it. It wasn't like just some like you know like some like light music. It was like oh boy, you know why are you doing this to me? Like it was so. <laughs> I don't even know what was going on. Yeah, they needed. Uh... Ashanti to get like a quick check so they're like quick just sing something right I thought it might be Ashanti but I really don't even think it was her because um I know you're a little younger but I used to be quite I might not know about Jesse McCartney but I was quite an Ashanti fan Ashanti and Ja Rule when we were in high school oh yeah the thing so mm-hmm. I was like that wasn't even Ashanti she was the only one doing any earnest work in this by the way bye Who? bye Ashanti oh my god no don't let's, let's no not. they just hiked her titties up and just tried to let those figures <laughs> down it was a load of shit well what, I, wait, what there's like one tiny scene before this where we finally see roland sterling k brown i wrote sterling k brown still present and accounted for thank god like we've lost everybody yeah i put a i put a little bit about him towards the end kind of tie up their story yeah um so it cuts to tanya doing a book reading there's a mother daughter who are clearly not mother and daughter. Um, they're too close in age for me, but they're both absolute rockets. Um, <laughs> one's going, one's the air force head of the air force at the base, and she, the daughter, wants to go in the army. And I'm kind of like, okay, what, what's the point of this? I, I legitimately don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no joke. On. I mean, I mean, break it down for me. Don't remember seeing that scene. Didn't take a note about that scene. No clue. It happens. This is why it's my job to encapsulate <laughs> everything. I also think like <laughs> there were so many things that I was concentrating on that I was losing part of the story. Like all of a sudden, I was like, "Is Denise a doctor?" And like, when did she <laughs> become one? Because she was a battered housewife by her son in the beginning. <laughs> like, yep. Mm-hmm. Everything took me out of every storyline. I couldn't concentrate. Uh, Natasha Ashanti uh, tells her husband Quincy that she pawned off her grandmother's pearls to stay afloat <laughs> when confronted about wearing them. So this is a very also uncomfortable scene where Ashanti goes up to her husband who seemed to have a recent injury and wasn't really good at acting with a crutch or yeah. a cane. Uh, and he was like, Girl, go on, where you go on, where your pearls? <laughs> you going pearls. uptown tonight. Go get those grandma's pearls. And she's like, no, like, I'm good with this chintzy snake necklace. Like, if you were going <laughs> to fucking replace the pearls with anything, why would you go put on some fucking five below snake ne- <laughs> necklace? Like, at least go put on, like, a She's like, no, I'm good. This one goes with the dress. And he's like, please go put on those pearls. <laughs> like, what's going on? It felt to me that they were very token. Oh, I hate that. I it was, I did not enjoy shit. it. I was like, you guys are, what are you doing? I don't know. They didn't utilize Ashanti enough. And we certainly didn't learn shit about her man. Like apparently he was injured and shit, which obviously somebody probably knew, you know, episodes before, but it seemed like that was pivotal to something, but we never learned anything about it. And we didn't. Yeah, we did. At the end of the minute. episode. Did you even watch the end of the episode? I did. Okay. (laughs) I think Um, I had started typing a diatribe by then, so I don't know what. All right. Whatever. Next one. Um, 
There was Roland a makeout and his wife. session. Wait, Roland and his wife, who we actually really like, they're moving away. That's kind of what put this all in motion, right? Yeah, but I'm not I'm not there yet. Yes, you are. That already went by when he was talking no, to Denise, who's a new doctor. I, I, sum that, I sum those two all up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Everyone, shh, don't worry about it. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll take you to the promised land. Don't worry. Um, there was a weird makeout session um, between the head Air Force lady and the head Army guy in front of his ex-wife or still married or separated or no. sleeping on the couch. No! Joseph! Okay, well, this is where I have to clear up things for you. That man is Claudia Joy's husband. Claudia Joy died, who was Denise's oh. friend. It's the, Claudia Joy was the one that brought them all together at the tea party in the beginning. So she was upset because she walked in and was like, oh, Claudia Joy is like not even cold yet. And you're macking on Brooke Shields. So that's why it was so upset. It was weird. I understand why you think that because it was weird that even at the end they still had to explain. Wait, that was Brooke like, Shields? Yes. I didn't even notice. Oh, she's like, I don't know. Oh, well, Brooke Shields was the hot mom I was talking about earlier. So, yes. I mean, oh, she, okay. Yes. She, she's not like amorphous. Yeah. But she's not. I'm with you. Brooke Shields to me. Yes. So, so it's Brooke Shields. Okay. They got her. I have 80s Brooke Shields in my head. Yes, I didn't no. even place her in this. This is the very 2000s Brooke Shields who was in army garb. So, when she sees them kiss, she's pissed because Claudia Joy only died at like the beginning of that season oh so at the end they're like explaining to her like oh like we're being respectful to all it was was her fucking friend i don't know why she was eating so buggered about it but that's what we walked into there that makes sense yeah yeah so they're being very touchy about it now that totally makes sense that they he was like i haven't had these feelings for a while and if there was someone that it would be it would be her right yeah, because it was like there was so much sexual tension, it could have powered a rock concert. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but could have like, powered a rock concert. <laughs> like, I don't know. So like, but that's that's essentially because it took. I kept looking at him, and I was like, he looks familiar. And then when Denise came in, and then they mentioned about Claudia Joy, I was like, oh, that was her husband. Like, it, we didn't see a ton of him in the pilot, it, so I didn't connect until that moment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my next note, I forget what it says, but it says, please make Gloria go away. Is she supposed to be like a Roxy replacement? Because we thought Roxy was bad. This one. She goes, what's the difference? Like, how many syllables are in that? Like, stop it. And she called him Ecta all the time. No, like, you know how to talk. Just talk. And I have some New York accent, and I'm saying this. Our next scene is we have Tim he learns about how he hurt his wife, uh, Holly and decides that he's just going to run off. So he runs off. Wide open. Rude. Uh, his platoon searches for him, trying to keep it a secret that he's kind of out and about. Um, the girl group gets together and consoles Holly. The guy group starts going out and searching for them all in their army uniforms. So- it's like the fucking Scooby gang out there doing something. It was like, is this even not like, I think I, I have kind of put together what happened is like in the beginning, when we met all those ladies, they had formed their own kind of group from their bond experience with like with Pam having the babies. Now in the end, I think they're like a forced group because I think the men are closer because they all like were in Iraq together is what I kind of put together. So that's why there's such like a, like that's why it doesn't feel genuine with the women. Like 
you know what I mean? Like, I think they're friends by association because their husbands are friends. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, and it was just, I think Jesse McCartney did a real good job. They did like a really good makeup on him when they ended up finding him, yeah. like his eyes. He did some really good acting. And apparently from what I was reading, they, they really, um, really celebrated his acting during this. Like he was actually a lot better than people thought. Kind of like we were when we saw, uh, NYPD blue. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that they did a good job of not making him seem like that little, because he's kind of like a little dude too. So he can come off kind of, I don't want to say whiny, but you know what I mean? And I think they did do a good job of making him seem like someone who was maybe struggling. Yeah. And I think they did a good job at at tackling PTSD in this and kind of like what goes around it and what goes into it. It's really important to bring up. Uh, I know we kind of poke fun at this, but I thought it was, you know, pretty good that they were going in the right direction. They didn't shy away from it. A lot of these shows, they'll try to take a pretty coward's way out and and try to not mention it. Um, right. I'm looking at you, Empire. Um, and then, <laughs> Backing out on uh, storylines. You know, it, what they do is he ends up deciding to go and get help. Uh, so there's a very good scene that they kind of talk about where Hector catches up with holly and it's like i'll be there for you no matter what you know we're family now um so that was very nice to see that was Uh, a very touching moment i will say and it was it seemed realistic because some of his acting up to that point had been shaky but that was was probably the best part of the whole episode is when they first found uh tim and that was like those two were like the best two scenes so all of this is gearing up because uh, Roland and Joan prepare to leave Fort Marshall. Uh, they're having a retirement ceremony for Joan. Uh, she's been in the military for quite some time now, and everyone is getting ready to go gather uh, at this big ceremony for her, uh, which is great. And this is why it lends itself to thinking that this is a finale. You're getting two pillars <laughs> of characters yeah. ready to leave. You're getting um, our girl trying to decide between Patrick and Hector. And you have Quincy who um, gives Latasha good news about his career, that he's staying in the army and buys back her pearls. Um, I so you that. have, well, I will say that three quarters of the way through this, I gave up on these characters and I started Googling the characters that I wanted to find out about like Roxy and Pam and even Denise's like abusive son. So I might be why I like lost. Well, that's why there. you do what you do and I do what I do. Yeah, we exactly. work out perfect. Exactly. <laughs> because I actually have to watch and like talk about the story arc that where it comes down to. Um, but in the end, you know, Roland is um, from a brief discussion, uh, starting his own practice and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really cool. And you have Joan, uh, she gives a really good speech where she thanks her family for being very patient with her um, and thanks everyone for being, you know, friends with her and in really being there and supporting her. So I thought that this was a good end because one, you have all the characters in one spot. You have yes. a fitting ending. You tied up Roland and Joan. You also end capped it with PTSD because Joan had PTSD in the beginning and now Tim has it in the end. Mm-hmm. And they did that. I have, well, my guess is that they probably added that little montage in where they showed the old characters and new at the end as like, um, because maybe by that time they'd find out it was going to be canceled. True. Yeah. So it felt very much like this was planned. Uh, 
the thing that's going to keep me up at night is I don't know if Hector or Patrick were the one that she ended up being chosen. <laughs> yeah, she, goes, she goes, I have to go tell him. And then it just ended. And I was like, wait, are they seriously not going to tell us like who she picked? But was that supposed to be what propelled you to watch? The writers were like, I don't even care who she picks. Just yeah, like, honestly, who does? Give me my last paycheck, please. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was a halfway decent start, I would say. Yeah. Decent acting. Yeah. You know, there were some characters Potential. stronger than the other, but that goes the same with any show, as, as you're discovering everyone in the first episode. By the end of it... They didn't want in. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't I, know what happened. It was. I was so distracted by Denise's lips. I couldn't even function. Like her, the plastic surgery that woman got, and the and the top lip hung over all the teeth. I literally. <laughs> I couldn't. Get some injection. I couldn't even concentrate on anything she said. I couldn't tell you anything she said in this episode because it was so distracting the amount that she had done to her face. Her husband probably came back from Iraq and was like, who the fuck is this? Was like, yeah, who 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 is in my house right now? It was horrible. And like I'm pretty bummed too that we didn't see the original characters here because they could have at least like knowing okay, they had a good premise because they could have just been like Oh, it's Jones like going away party. Pamela and Roxy could have easily come back. Yeah, absolutely. Come back to, to see her off. Um, but, you know, opportunity missed. They could have just reshot that scene. It's, it can't, it's not that hard. You had a podium and some chairs. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it would have been very easy for them to just enter and give a couple people a hug. Like we're talking a half a day shoot. Yeah, not even. Because it seemed like they didn't do much more than three hour shoot no, for that. They were like, horrible. "All right, we got it. Moving on." It was horrible. I did like that the ending was empowering for women. That it kind of focused on Joan, who had kind of moved up the ranks, and it wasn't just like, I mean, it did end with like just the ladies taking a fucking picture together. But I liked that it was kind of like this message for women, and and that was kind of the center of it. Yeah, it was. They had some good messaging. I mean, they have some overall good underlying things that go into here into this episode and you know you can tell that they tried but it was too little too late yeah it was it was rough it was a rough go. <laughs> i just there's not a lot of, for me to say yeah positive. we don't mean to bum everyone out it's just like this show um, sucked i'm sorry <laughs> i like i wrote my last very last note that i wrote after i was done like bitching and moaning was i wrote i'm just overall disappointed in this and feel like a stranger to the series because it just doesn't even seem connected i feel like we just watched like two different military movies or shows yeah that's very true because like, it was so know, different yeah and then i don't it wasn't like it wasn't like Denise was the lead in the beginning, and now Denise is here at the end. It was like it was it, they were all the lead, so it didn't. Nothing felt connected. I didn't. I didn't care for it at all, and mm-hmm. I. I don't know. I just um. I don't know. I didn't. We. I still don't know anybody's development. I'm sure had we probably watched this, up to six, up to season six, we we might have felt a lot different. That's true. But I mean, we wouldn't have had the actual season finale like we did this time. I know. I know. <laughs> Who knows? It might have had a better finale. It probably had a better one because I think Claudia Joy like dies or I don't know, maybe maybe she dies in seven. But like. Hey, hey, spoiler alert for everyone. I've told okay. I've said it 15 times in this episode that she dies. I know. I'm just playing around. 
Oh, do you want to know what came of, I had to find out, what came of Denise's son, the one that was the abuser? Oh, yes, please. So, he, so our original guesses, because we thought he was going to be here and he wasn't, well, our original guesses were that he got himself in kind of trouble and he maybe was like incarcerated or, you know, on some path to healing. Um, he actually enlisted and, and you know, like did some different things and then he ended up dying in the service. Oh. Yeah, they killed him a lot. Which I think, like, if you look at some of that kind of stuff, I think that it was probably some pretty poignant points of the show but we never got to any of them like i loved the bonding in the beginning that was good that was well you know it was a good jumping off point by the end here everything was so beyond tim's storyline everything else was superficial mm-hmm. like it was like ashanti sold a pearl necklace okay big fucking shit in in like Denise had plastic surgery, you know, whatever her storyline was supposed to be. A couple of people kissed. Like, it was all so superficial. Like I say, beyond Tim's storyline, it was like, well, where's the depth? In the beginning, we had um, marriages that weren't working out well. You know, the secret surrogacy, money problems, PTSD. We had um, somebody who's just getting acquainted with being an army wife. There was a lot more, like, deeper things going on. Here, it was just like, okay, you know? Yep, Absolutely. So, overall, um, this is not great. Um, no, fuck this shit. I will tell you, I am picking the next one. Okay, Courtney? Yes. Did you did you come up with one? Because you're welcome to it, because I did not do a job picking this one. This, I don't know why we did this. Um, but but <laughs> I apologize to everyone. Um, we will be back next time with something much more fun. Get back on the train and follow us on Instagram at Spoil Everything Pod. Make sure... Uh, to reach out if you have any recommendations or anything like that. We love getting DMs from you guys. And uh, yeah, I think we're actually going to have a listener on, uh, which is great. Someone who DM'd us a correction about an episode yeah. um, previously. So we're actually going to bring him on, which is great. So, you know, we're all for reaching out, getting you guys involved. So thanks for listening and see you all Tuesday. Mm-hmm.